This is Radio Romania International. You are listening to our one-hour broadcast in English for listeners in Western Europe and Africa. We can also be heard on the Internet at www.rri.ro channel 1. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and other social media platforms. Our programs are also available on TuneIn and via satellite Eurosat 16A on 11.512 MHz vertical polarization, azimuth 16 degrees east, symbol rate 29.950 mega symbols per second, standard DVB S2, modulation 8 PSK, audio PID 510. We wish you good reception conditions. Hello, this is Daniel Bills with the news, the headlines. High-ranking Romanian officials have convened to assess further support schemes for the population against the background of the latest electricity price hikes. Meteorologists have again issued yellow and orange alerts for unstable weather and heavy rain for almost the entire Romanian territory. And Romanian tennis player Irina Begu on Sunday qualified for the round of 16 of the WTA 250 tournament in Cleveland, the USA. Romanian Prime Minister Nicolae Ciucă, Energy Minister Virgil Popescu and representatives of the National Energy Regulatory Authority have convened to assess further support schemes for population against the background of the latest electricity price hikes. These are to be applied after March the 31st, until when household and non-household consumers are benefiting from subsidized gas and electricity, depending on their consumption. The government wants to invest in new energy infrastructure projects aimed at exploiting local resources. In another development, the executive in Bucharest might endorse this week an emergency ordinance providing for another pay rise for state employees. According to Finance Minister Adrian Cuciu, the rise has already been applied in the country's education and medical sectors and will soon be applied in the other sectors of the economy. Meteorologists have again issued yellow and orange alerts for unstable weather and heavy rainfalls in almost the entire Romanian territory. Until Tuesday night, most of the regions are to see thunderstorms, heavy downpours, gale force winds and in some areas hail. The heat index will remain high in southeastern Romania. Romanian tennis player Irina Begu on Sunday qualified for the round of 16 of the WTA 250 tournament in Cleveland, the USA, which has over $250,000 in prize money. The Romanian secured a two-set win against US challenger Peyton Stearns and she will be up next against the winner of the game pitching Sofia Kennan of the USA against other qualified player. Another Romanian in the competition, Sorana Kirstea, will be playing fourth-seeded Elis Mertens of Belgium. 
the most important funding contract for the railway network, part of Romania's National Recovery and Resilience Plan, PNRR, a project of roughly 1.75 billion euros has been signed. The contract provides for streamlining the Karantsebesh-Timisoara-Arad railway with a total length of 162 kilometers. According to Transport Minister Sorin Grindanu, this is a major step towards the modernization of the railway network in Western Romania, which is part of the European Transport Corridor Orient East Mediterranean. PNRR funds are going to be used to double and streamline the aforementioned railway in order to allow trains to run at 160 kilometers per hour. The project also provides for the modernization and building of railway stations in certain urban areas, building pedestrian walkways and adjusting platforms to European standards. The Environment Fund Administration, EFA, in Romania is expected to launch a program for scrapping vehicles older than 15 years next week. Under the aforementioned program, owners can get 600 euros without the obligation of buying a new vehicle. Half of the sum will be covered from the EFA funds and the rest from local budgets. Through its National Plan of Recovery and Resilience, Romania pledges to get rid of 250,000 old polluting vehicles by 2026. The invading Russian army has again shelled objectives in several regions of Ukraine. The southern city of Mykolaiv has been struck by several S-300 missiles and the region of Odessa has been attacked with rockets fired from vessels in the Black Sea. The city of Nikopol, close to the nuclear power plant in Zaporozhia, has been hit by scores of artillery shells amid growing fears of a potential nuclear disaster in the region. US President Joe Biden on Sunday held talks with French President Emmanuel Macron, British Prime Minister Boris Johnson and German Chancellor Olaf Scholz about the safety of Ukraine's nuclear power plants and the support they can provide to this country. In Kyiv, President Zelensky has cautioned against potential large-scale attacks by Russian troops around Ukraine's Independence Day, which marks the country's breaking ties with the former USSR. The event takes place on August 24th, six months from the onset of the Russian invasion. And that was the news. Last week, Romanian athletes grabbed a series of important results. I'm Vlad Palku with a report by Florin Orban. Last week has been one of stellar performances for Romanian sports. Whether it was swimming, athletics, table tennis or water sports, our athletes have grabbed important awards after years of subpar results. Last week started with David Popovic winning gold in the 200-meter freestyle event at the European Swimming Championships in Rome. The defending world champion in this event, Popovic, won the race in 1 minute 47 seconds and 97 hundredths, setting a new world and European record for junior competitions, as well as a new local record. Adding to this medal was the 100-meter freestyle gold medal Popovic won a couple of days earlier, when he also broke the world record. 
In athletics, Romania had last won a gold medal 20 years ago, more specifically in 2002 when Ionela Tyrla won the 400-meter hurdle race in Munich. Also in Munich last Wednesday, Bianca Gelber won gold in the hammer throw final at the European Championships with a throw measuring 72.72 meters, 60 centimeters above the runner-up Eva Rozanska of Poland. At the Tokyo Olympics last year, as well as at the World Championships of July this year, Bianca Gelber had ranked sixth. In table tennis, Bernadette Soch won gold in the women's doubles jointly with Sofia Polkanova of Australia, an athlete born in the Republic of Moldova. On Thursday, they defeated the all-Romanian pair Elisabetta Samara Andrea Dragoman in the final. Another athlete from Romania, Adina Diaconu, won bronze jointly with Maria Schau of Spain. Let us further note that Soch won silver in the mixed doubles with Ovidiu Ionescu. Bernadette Soch had previously won the European gold in Luxembourg in 2017 and in Nantes in 2019 in the team event. At the European Multisport Championships in Munich, Katalin Kirilla won gold in the 1,000-meter single canoe race. Then on Sunday he won bronze in the 500-meter race. Kirilla thus matched the performance of Florin Mironchik, who won gold in the 1,000-meter race and silver in the 500-meter race at the European Championships in Ratice, the Czech Republic. And that has wrapped up our newscast. Next in this program, sports. Welcome to Radio Romania International Sports Club. I'm Eugen Nasta. Artistic gymnastics is the sports discipline where, throughout the years, Romanian athletes won the greatest number of medals. We recall Romanian gymnasts stepped onto the first step of the podium 25 times in Olympic competitions. They won the silver medals 20 times, and bronze 26. Romanian gymnastics' most recent Olympic medals were won as part of the 2012 London Olympics. Back then, Sandra Izbasha walked away with gold in the vault event. Catalina Ponor also walked home with gold in the floor event, while the team stepped onto the third step of the podium. Notwithstanding, Romanian gymnastics has seen a downturn in recent years. The men's and women's national teams wasted the opportunity to qualify to the Rio Olympics in 2016 and to the 2020 edition of the Olympic Games in Tokyo. 
2020 was also the year when the most recent notable results occurred at the European Championships held in Mess in Turkey. But back then, Europe's strongest teams did not take part in the competition. Pondis provided an explanation for Romanian gymnastics' poor run in recent years, in that the grassroots selection procedure in the case of children and juniors has seen a dramatic decrease. In a bid to stave off the phenomenon, Romanian women's gymnastics' most distinguished head coaches, Octavian Berlo and Mariana Bitang, initiated the program themed Our Country is in Dire Need of Champions. The program got the support of Romanian Gymnastics Federation. Also, it received funding from a great power supply company, therefore results were quick to appear, also at international level. Three of the gymnasts who belong to the generation that was selected and funded via the aforementioned program these days have represented Romania at the European Youth's Olympic Festival, hosted by the city of Banska Bistrica in Slovakia. They were Amalia Pufla, Amalia Giguarza and Sabrina Voina. The Romanian delegation's medal tally in Banska Bistrica was made of four medals, gold in the nation's competition, in the apparatus pieces final, in the floor and beam events, through Amalia Pufla. It was also Amalia Pufla who won silver in the all-around event. Pufla, Giguarz and Voina did not have that much time to enjoy the results in Slovakia. Their training continues intensely, as next week the European Juniors and Seniors Championships start in Munich, Germany. According to the Romanian Gymnastics Federation's webpage, the award-winning gymnasts in Banska Bistrica will compete in the Juniors events. And that's all from Sports Today. You can also access our sports items at rri.io and on Facebook. Focus on Romania. Next on Radio Romania International, it's time to listen to Song of the Day. Listen to the band Holograph featuring Iwan Ignat performing the song called I Let My Heart Choose. Să-ți vor cuvântul doar ca să le ating Un gând bun pe- 
The History Show Hello and welcome to History Show. I'm your host Elena Enake. Royals have always been in the spotlight. Leaders in general have been in the attention of common people because, according to a social theory, change in society is initiated by the elites. Royals are regarded as privileged people who have everything they want. Very few people see royals as having a daily life similar to their own. The Romanian royal house in its eight years of existence, had various typologies of rulers. After the communist government forced King Mihai I to abdicate on December 30, 1947, and go into exile, a commission was given the task to make an inventory of all his belongings. The commission was made up of experts, historians, art critics and members of the Communist Party. Art historian Radu Bogdan, a member of the Communist Party before 1945, was part of that commission. Interviewed in 1995 by the Oral History Center of the Romanian Radio Broadcasting Corporation, Bogdan said that the occasion he had at the time to enter the royal palace and see everything that had belonged to the royal family was in fact a chance to find out how the everyday life of the Romanian crowned heads looked like. The first palace he entered was the Peleș Castle in Sinaia. În momentul în care am dat cu nasul de o arhivă cum este aia Peleșului și când am văzut despre ce este vorba... When I found the archive at the Peleș Castle, which was so impressive, my main focus in the upcoming months was to see what it was about. I read a lot and I was eager to know everything. It was an extraordinary experience. I spent my high school years in the cult of King Carl II, nicknamed the Voivod of Romanian culture, and my childhood was quite marked by his presence. Having the intimate palace journals in my hands, I had access to history from the inside, a secret history which was extraordinary. Thank you. 
unlike what some may imagine, what Radu Bogdan found at the Pelish castle was rather at the usual cultural standards that any Romanian could have had access to. Radu Bogdan. Biblioteca de la Pelish nu mi s-a părut faimos. The library in Pelesh was not that impressive. I liked more the library at Brand Castle, which had books with the autograph of Queen Victoria. That was no common thing. There were few luxury editions. At Pelesh Castle there were many books published by the Royal Foundations. The first book out of an edition of 50 published by the Royal Foundations went to Carl II and the second book to Prince Mihai I. Some books had the autograph of the author, who was obviously unaware that no autograph is allowed to be given to a sovereign. The King of England, for instance, does not give autographs and no author is allowed to write anything on a book sent to him. Once in the royal palaces, Radu Bogdan stepped into a fabulous world, who was nevertheless dominated by a daily routine. He found a personal notebook of King Carl II in which he wrote daily. He also found documents that helped him understand how normal the lives of the people who ruled a country were. Unfortunately, the ideological ferocity led to the destruction of valuable objects, as Radu Bogdan noticed. The communists did everything in their power to annihilate the monarchy cult and showed zero respect for memory and monarchy. For instance, they quickly changed everything in the office of King Carl I, things who have been untouched since the day of his death. They even erased the autographs from the books before sending them to various libraries in Bucharest. Everything contrary to the monarchy cult was destroyed. Interior decorations, objects and furniture related to monarchy were all vandalized. Radu Bogdan was very impressed with the everyday life of the Romanian royals. What is interesting is that monarchy itself did not keep its documents in order. They were kept in all sorts of boxes. I'm not sure if they were also kept in hat boxes. But there were many square boxes and some of them had a locker. Usually boxes were unlocked. The only one locked was the box with the diaries of Queen Mary. Petitions from mad people, letters from historian Nikolai Yorga or from writer Octavian Goga and letters from diplomats and crowned heads were all kept in the same place. Royals have always had a daily life of their own and that can clearly be seen today. Unfortunately, in the case of Romanian royals, this daily life was made public in the harshest way possible. You have been listening to History Show.
Time now for a short music break in our program. Listen to Alina Eremia and her song Put Me Back Together. Ce ușor au ruginit E dor de tot ce-am simțit Lumea pe silent Recunosc că am obosit Prea mult am iubit, grăbit Vrem să zâmbim Dar plouă în noi Singură-i fi Dar mai rece în doi Eu ți-am dat zile Tu mi-a Next on Radio Romania International, Think Greener. Welcome to Think Greener with me, Eugen Nasta. The Romanian Ornithological Society for the sixth year running has carried the counting of the white storks in Romania. Specialists intend to compile an inventory for the stork nests as well as for the number of baby storks in a bid to protect Romania's population of storks. An application is being used for the counting of the white storks. With the details on that, here is the Romanian Ornithological Society's PR official, Andrea Oprea. 
Vorbim de fapt de o aplicație și chiar așa îi spune, uite, barz o aplicație gratuită. We're speaking about an application. Actually, it is named There's the Stalk, just like that. A free of charge application by means of which people can give a hand to the counting of Romania's white stalks. We all know the white stalk is a protected species, and the first step we need to take to help it is to be able to know how many nesting pairs are there in Romania, as well as the number of baby stalks. Anyone can help with the counting of the white stalks. They need to download the application, install it on their phone, and all they need to do next is that the moment they find themselves nearby a nest, they should go closer and open the GPS. This is something very important. We need to open the GPS on our phone in order to mark the location we're at. Then the application asks for a couple of data, very easy to activate, to introduce. We ask how many birds are there, how many of them are adult, how many are baby birds. We should know adults have a red beak while the baby's beak is black. Then we're being asked about the support of the nest, whether it is on a pole, on a chimney, in a tree, if the nest is in danger somehow, so it is very easy. Also, we're being asked to take a picture of that. The picture is needed for my colleagues to check if all data have been correctly introduced. The optimum time frame to report the existence of storks' nests was between June the 10th and July the 10th, when baby storks are still unable to fly and easier to find in the nests. Yet data can also be sent after the aforementioned time frame. Some storks have returned earlier, their babies are older and can fly already. The storks run the risk of electrocution, especially when they make their nests on power poles. For that particular reason, ornithologists signal that to power distribution entities so that they can intervene and place warning beacons or supports for the nests. However, the citizens' support is needed for the counting of birds. Here's the Romanian Ornithological Society's PR official, Andrea Opra, with details on that. The white stork is a species human beings love very much. It is a species that, as we know, nests in localities close by human beings. There's the nest is a citizen science application, meaning that practically we ask the people to be researchers of sorts and help us monitor, one year after the next, the species they love so much. We must add that in Romania there are two species of storks. We're speaking about the white stork we can see and which is closer to us, yet there is also another species, the black stork. It is a species nesting in forests. It doesn't quite like the presence of humans. It is more bashful, but it is also very nice. It is blacker, her belly is partially colored in white and also has fine streaks of green. You have been listening to Visit Romania. You are listening to Radio Romania International. Next up in this broadcast, it's all that jazz. Welcome. I'm Nakamera Simeon, and today's program features clarinetist and saxophone player Alin Constantiu. Considered the king of the clarinet swing style in Romania, the valuable instrumentalist Alin Constantiu passed away too soon, more than 11 years ago, but the value of his art remains in priceless recordings and memories. We bring back to memory some essential data from his artistic biography, not before inviting you to listen to the piece Dixieland Band when the Saint goes marching in, 
that gives the name to the album that was issued posthumously in 2018 thanks to the efforts of the jazz lover Florin Lungu. Aline Constancio remembered 26 Dixieland band When the Saints Go Marching Again. Important musicians contributed to the creation of this material. Pianist Giorgio Nazis and other colleagues from the radio big band, Silvio Albe and Juan Poun trumpets, Cornelio Meraro trombone, Marianne Giorgescu guitar and co-arranger, Eugen Tegu bass guitar and Marianne Toroimac drums. <laughs> Aline Constantiu was born on August 12, 1939, in Chernovitz, Ukraine, studied violin for nine years and clarinet for another eight, and graduated from the National University of Music in Bucharest, the clarinet class. Starting from 1959, he performed in famous bars in Bucharest, Brasov, Mamaya, in the company of the great pianist Yonchik Karashi, along with whom he started a career in jazz. Aline Constantiu participated as a founding member of the group's Marius Pop Quartet and Vocal Jazz Quartet in the Göttingen Jazz Festival, toured Germany, Hungary, Czechoslovakia, the U.S., and composed soundtracks. He performed alongside great jazz music personalities. The longest and most fruitful collaboration was with the pianist and composer Marius Pop. Aline Constantiu was part of the orchestra of the Konstantin Tanasev Vaudeville Theater and was an employee of the Radio Big Band in the period 1990-2005. to 2005. 
He traveled the world, starting from Eastern Europe, then continuing in Central and Western Europe, Scandinavia, the U.S., South America, and the Caribbean. A disciple of Alexandru Imre, a valuable Romanian clarinetist and saxophonist, and great admirer of Benny Goodman, Alin Constantiu had a style similar to his, but much more modern, with extremely inspired improvisations, alternating the clarinet with the saxophone, but preferring the clarinet. He released albums together with most of our valuable jazz musicians, but also with artists representing other genres. Alin Constantiu was the leader of the Remember 26 Dixieland band, together with whom he revived this very fashionable style in the 20s and 30s. The album released in the fall of 2018 includes 21 songs selected from the many recordings made over time by the valuable Dixieland group. Listen to them next with the symphonic jazz piece An American in Paris by George Gershwin. For his uninterrupted activity for 50 years in the service of jazz, Alin Constantiu was rewarded with prizes, among which the most important is the Excellence Award given by the Romanian jazz critics. In the end of all that, just today, listen to the piece Jeepers Creepers, performed by Dixieland and Alin Constantiu. Mm-hmm. 
you get those peepers? Jeepers, creepers, where'd you get those eyes? Gosh, oh, get up, how'd they get so lit up? Gosh, oh, get up, how'd they get that size? Ooh, Bology, when you turn the haters on, oh, it's me, got them with my titties on. Jeepers, creepers, Where'd you get those peepers? Oh, those weepers. How they hypnotize. Yeah, where'd you get those eyes? Living Romania. This is Bucharest Radio Romania International. Listener's Letterbox. Hello and welcome to Listener's Letterbox, the program where we read out your letters on the air and try to answer your questions if possible. It is also a sign of appreciation for your comments and many times good wishes. We appreciate all that, which is why we're doing this program in the first place. And let's start with our very good friend from Canada, Richard Lemke from St. Albert, the Alberta province. He writes, Outstanding signal despite the jamming and summertime static lightning. Propagation is a challenging part of the hobby of shortwave and thankfully I can hear the program at a later date. Like everyone else, I wish for things to get back again like they were in 2019. That's not the case now. I guess your country is surrounded by the Black Sea coast. Anything getting out these days has a rough go of it. And I don't know what's happening in the airports. Can you give us details? Peace, love, and joy, Richard. Well, Richard, it's great to hear from you, as always. And, as always, there are a few things to talk about and answer about your message. First of all, 
we're really happy that you're getting good signal despite the jamming, which you might want to tell us where it's coming from. And yes, all of us are wish we could get back to 2019, but yep, that is not the case. As for the Black Sea coast, actually it's a pretty small part of Romania's borders. For instance, we have a much bigger border with Ukraine, which is a reason why so many people have taken refuge in Romania. But everyone was happy to help. In terms of the airports, it's pretty much like all over the place. There are delays, people stand in line, but it is what it is. The Ukrainian crisis had no small part in this airline crisis. Thank you for your message and we want to hear from you again, obviously. Thanks. Our next lengthy message comes from Kerla, from our good friend Sanil Deep from Calicut, and he writes, Good morning. Time for me to write to you again. As usual, attached, please find my regular monthly report of your station, and I hope it will be useful to the technical department. It is disheartening to note that the COVID virus will be on the earth for more years and difficult to predict elimination time. Here in Kerala state, a new virus, namely monkeypox, was reported recently. I heard this is an imported case from the Gulf. Though it is a threat to the whole world, I am sure that we were on the safer side due to the strict security measures adopted by the authorities. I am listening to your various programs daily and reception is good almost every day in the evening on 11825 kHz at 0300 hours, and at 1330 UTC and at 0530 hours on 17760. I am enjoying the daily Simply Folk program and enjoying the wide variety of music and songs. My day begins with RRI English programs, I never miss the listener participation program Letterbox, in which I can hear names of listeners from all around the world. Kindly answer the following question. Are there railway facilities all over Romania? Best wishes, M. Sanil Deep. First of all, wow Sanil, there is a lot to unpack in that message, so let's try and do it. First of all, we're happy for your good reception in beautiful Kerala which I have visited luckily, and I am not so happy to hear about the monkeypox outbreak, but I'm happy to hear that the authorities are containing it very well, I hope. I know that Kerala has excellent public services, such as education, and it's no wonder that the health system works so well too. We're glad you're following Listener's Letterbox, and obviously, hopefully, you'll hear your own name in this edition and we're happy you enjoy the music. As for your question, uh, yes, there are railway facilities not exactly all over Romania, but it actually has pretty good coverage. What I can tell you from the horse's mouth is that back in the 80s, the coverage of railway stations was much better than the coverage of telephone exchanges, and people were using the railway lines to transmit telephone messages all over Romania. That's just a factoid I got from back in the late 80s. Unfortunately, people are really complaining about the poor quality of service on railways, even though part of them were privatized, and 
a lot of people, you will hear them complain about the quality of service, the delays, and so on and so forth. Luckily, there have been very few accidents lately, but not, not zero. I hope you find this useful and interesting, and let's hear from you next time. Thank you very much for your message. Next, we heard from our good friend from Denmark, Hans Bernard Lolliken, who wrote to us a less optimistic message, but let's get to it. And he writes, Dear friends, it becomes obvious day by day that we have a common destiny in Europe. 1. The war in Ukraine is a threat to all of us. 2. Climate change with the drought that we experience. 3. The energy crisis that hit all of us and makes prices skyrocket. We are all in the same boat, and only together, and with everyone doing his or her part, can we overcome the different problems. I don't think any nationality, by definition, are evil. I am convinced that many Russians are decent people. Too bad they have had a history of dictators, and not democratic tradition. I hope you are all well in the radio house, and thank you for keeping up with your tasks to broadcast to the world how the world looks from Bucharest. God bless you. Well, Hans, that was an emotional and poignant message, and I think every single point that you make, we agree with. I mean, the war in Ukraine is just unbelievable, even now, after more than half a year. The drought is hitting Romania pretty hard, not as hard as other places, but it still is. And the energy crisis and the prices are still not being felt so badly in Romania yet, but you can feel it in your pocket. And in spite of a very sad history that Romania has had with Russia or the Soviet Union along the centuries, not just years, of course there is no such thing as evil people, just evil leaders, as we all know. Because of the sad history, Romanians don't have a very good opinion of Russia, but they do have a good opinion of Russian people, which they find warm and happy, at least when listening to music. And a lot of Romanians enjoy Russian music. And a lot of them appreciate very much the height of the arts that the Russian people have reached, such as in painting, in ballet, in classical music, and last but not least, literature. We wish everyone the best, and I wish the circumstances were less dire. But we would like to offer our appreciation for the fact that you listen to our shortwave broadcasts and that you enjoy our presence on the air. Thank you for your message and keep in touch. And to wrap up, we would like to answer a question shot to us by our listener Ivo Sesnich, if I pronounce that correctly, who asks us, does your radio station have an email address for the German service? Of course we do, and it is germ at rri.ro, germ at rri.ro. Thank you very much for all your letters. It's been a pleasure. From Bucharest, it's all 73s.
focus on Romania. Coming up next on Radio Romania International. Simply Folk. Welcome everyone, I'm Vlad Palku. In Simply Folk today, you are invited to listen to a folk song collected in 1965 by Dan Moisescu, a famous folk collector from the 1950s. Let's listen to him with a recording on the public radio. And with that, our broadcast in English for listeners in Western Europe and Africa has come to an end. You can listen to our next program for Western Europe at 1700 hours UTC on 9760 kHz in the DRM system and on 11850 kHz in analog system. Listeners in Africa can receive our programs tomorrow at 1100 hours UTC on 15320 and 17670 kHz. We can also be heard on the internet at www.ri.ro. If you have any comments or suggestions, please write an email at engl at ri.ro. Goodbye. <laughs>